The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Howdy, hello, DeGenerinos, and welcome to another exciting episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 222. Um, that's dedicated to the Montreal Canadiens who kick off their NHL campaign tonight, um, or as we're, as we're recording, they're about to kick off. In about, I guess they don't kick off in hockey. They're about to skate off, um, and they're going to beat their, their arch rivals, the Toronto Maple Leafs, who I grew up a fan of, but I've since switched allegiances, so anyhow. Um, this goes out to the Montreal Canadiens. I'm sure they'll have another stellar season like they did last year. So thank you for coming to the show. This is not an NHL podcast. No, this is the MMA podcast. And I am one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. And we actually have the UFC again this week. The UFC is back. They met, they screwed us over uh, two weeks off out of the past three. Um, made a scramble, but I think we still brought you quality content and quality picks for a bunch of regional events. But we're back with the big show again this week. Another... Um, female-led card two weeks in a row or two events in a row um so we're going to break that down for you on this episode but not the main card this will be our the prelim episode and then tomorrow we will get you all our all our main card picks that allows us to you know stretch your legs out a bit and, and give you a better analysis of, of all the fights rather than trying to rush them all through so um and it's a pretty solid fight card as as we spoke about in the past so let's bring in one of my not not one of my co-hosts, my one and only co-host, the man who's been on all 222 of these episodes. And I believe he's a filthy Boston Bruins fan, but other than that, he's, he's a pretty good guy. Um, his name's Danny V, Daniel Gumby Breland. Hello. Yeah, I, I think the Bruins are the only uh, like local sports yep. team that I'm into because uh, I jumped a whole bunch of bandwagons in the 90s. And that seemed like the only – and the Bruins weren't even good in the 90s. I'm not even nope. sure what I was doing on that one. So, uh, but yeah. I am a filthy Bruins fan. I'm uh, looking forward to the beginning of that season, especially because uh, I also, as I mentioned, jumped all the bandwagons in the 90s. So I am a Chicago Bulls fan, and I'm looking less yep. forward to that season. Yep, <laughs> it's very easy. Dan picked all of the winners. Well, you, you pick two two of America's teams, Dallas Cowboys and Atlanta Braves, because they're on. You get those. You can even get those uh, Atlanta Braves baseball and TV up here. So uh, you pick those teams, but they also they were also good in the 90s and then uh and then the bulls obviously michael jordan and then yeah the bruins were a thing when my oldest son was in like when he first started school about or when he was like in in primary school so about like a decade or so because they were winning the cups then so yeah all his, all yeah right, right around when i was graduating college and stuff like that yep. yeah yep a lot of bruins fans back then i remember seeing lots of bruins stuff but not anymore so everyone's back on onto the leaf bandwagon but they're gonna get their hearts broken again this year as they do every year so well, well, that's that, that's good. The, the Bruins prefer to see the Leafs get their hearts broken. If you want to add yep. the Flyers in there, too, we, we, we'd appreciate it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's very, very nice of you. But like I said, this is not hockey podcast. We have a couple of those. We got a new prop uh, prop cast for hockey picks. And then we also have the Hockey Gambling Podcast, who we were in a feud with, uh, a pretend feud with for a while there. I, I think it's... Uh, I think that's been smoothed over. But who knows? It could, break, it could, it could erupt again, because I am playing in a fantasy hockey league with with all three of the hosts so 
there's a good chance that Sparks is going to flag in Gumby and you may be an innocent bystander and catch some shrapnel. So ju- just be prepared. That's okay. I support you as long as you have a couple Bruins on your roster. Uh, I've only made one pick so far and it wasn't a Bruin. It was some I assume okay. you're, you're it's, a European guy sl- and I don't It's know a slow it. draft. It is a slow draft. Yes. One of our players are in. Oh, I like, uh, I like those. Yeah. One of, one of our players lives in Beijing. So it's we're waiting for him to wake up before so, so we can start <laughs> picking again. Cause it's uh, it's the middle of the night there. So. All right. Let's talk UFC, shall we? They're back. Six weeks in a row, we've got some UFC, which is nice. Um, and despite this fight card losing, well, it lost its original headliner of uh, Jerry Kennedy and Sean Strickland. That one got bumped ahead a bit. Uh, despite losing that, it's and we lost Neil Magny and Daniel Rodriguez. It's still, you know, when we previewed it last episode, it, it's it's still a pretty solid card, at least on paper. Um, and for the gens and nerds like us who watch every UFC event and... Um, and bat on every UFC event, it's it's definitely right up our alley for sure. Yeah, and I, I think it's got a couple of like decent spots on it too. You know, like we we usually talk about whether or not a fight card is good or not yep. based on like the number of prospects it has, right. and based on other things we see. This one's got a little bit of prospects. This one's got a little bit of uh, uh you know, like spots where I think there are some good betting odds. There's got a little, you know, it's got a little bit of everything for everyone. And I I, I got a little crazy. I've got. Four underdogs on this card. Really? In total, so, yes. Four to I saw, I saw okay. your, po- I saw you, you, you posted your picks. I chose actively this week to not look at them because the last ah. time I looked at them, it, this show is a lot less fun when I know what you're about. To <laughs> it's true. It's, it's just, it's just not as fun for me. So, uh, I, I also, I'm, I'm gonna spoil this. I also have four underdogs. Well, uh, so, I'm, I'm as good as you then this week. I'm as crazy as you are. Do you think any of them will match? Yes, because I listen to your nerd. Top Turtle podcast. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. I've already listened to Dan's other podcast. And he has less fun when you know. I know it is. It's true. He, he gave away some of his picks, not all of them. Um, one of them I was on the fence on, and then it wasn't just you. Another person also picked this other person. was like, okay, I, I, I think that's the right pick. Then, So we'll, we'll talk about, about that shortly. But yeah. Listen, Top Turtle, very good episode this week. Very good interview with uh, Chelsea Chandler. She's a, she's a good interview. For sure. Yeah, I, I enjoyed having her on. I look forward to having her on again when she's got a fight coming up. She tells she tells a pretty good story about Nate Diaz talking her into fighting and training with uh, Leslie Smith. All kinds of good stuff. Yep. Um, and if uh, everyone in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, people are, are jonesing. They're, they're missing Dana White Contender Series which is where we make all our money and have lots of fun. Um, if you want to reminisce, you can check sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Just as of Wednesday, we we posted Gumby's rankings of all the fighters who got contracts on uh, on this past season. Uh, he, he did it by tiers, which I, I think was a good idea. As you said, easier than trying to rank 43 different different fighters. <laughs> uh, a lot of them you probably haven't seen a heck of a lot of. But yeah, uh, Gumby's... Got a very good um, like tier system, future, possible champs, you know, possible ranked fighters. Guys are going to be guys or gals are going to, you know, be like two fights and they're out, out of the UFC, that type of thing. So make sure you check that out and we can uh, reminisce. And what, how many more weeks till next contender series? Let me think. Ten weeks of the season ended, what, about three? So we're like 39 weeks away. 39, yeah, 38 weeks away. Yeah, yeah we're, we're almost there. Count them down. Yeah, <laughs> we can do it. All right, we're going to break down uh, this the prelims of this fight card after I tell you about WinBet. Think of joining WinBet. Now is the perfect time. New customers with about $100 get a $100 free bet. Who doesn't like free money? Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day. 
where you get 100% deposit bonus up to 8,000 bucks. Look and join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club. Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Just like the person I've been telling you about who turned a $6 bet into a $4,000 win plus they got a $1,000 free bet. Fortunately, it was not me or Gumby. Um, but it, it was um, some lucky degen out there because WinBet is truly hashtag degens only. There's so much to choose from over there. And all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. To claim your free bet today, offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Ryan on uh, Hockey Gambling Podcast stole my bit of reading that part super fast. So even though he doesn't listen to our podcast, he he somehow knew that uh, that's <laughs> how you're supposed to read those. So, All right, Brasso, Arruyo. Even though people with that name up here, uh, we call Arujo. I guess we're saying it wrong, but probably, right? I, yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't have the slightest clue. Top Turtle, <laughs> uh, your your co-host had some interesting pronunciations of it, I yeah, think, he, too. Yeah, he just, he just totally throws, confused me. I think he throws extra vowels in for funsies. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then I got all like, how do you say it? I don't know how you do say it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about Vivian Arujo or Aruro this podcast anyhow. Uh, that will be next podcast. We're talking about the prelims. So it's going down Saturday, UFC Apex as per usual. Don't know if any uh, billionaire has uh, booked out the apex this week or if it's if they're going to let the uh, unclaimed masses come in and watch the show or not but it will be starting the prelims will be starting 4 p.m eastern so nice early one on espn plus and we got one two three six fights on the fight card and boy do we have a big fight to start off in the welterweight division mike jackson versus pete rodriguez mike jackson the gentleman who somehow has turned um his his uh, gig of fighting CM Punk in the UFC. Somehow he's turned that into, this will be his fourth fight somehow in the UFC. He, uh, yeah, he's been looking this for all it's worth. He is the truth. Also Mike, the truth Jackson. He's one, one, one and one with one, no contest. He's been submitted one time. He won his last fight via disqualification. Um, his eyeballs took the beating on that one. It, w- it was an eye poke, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I was thinking groin. I, I, question myself. I think they called it an eye gouge officially. Yes, it was. And it, it got his opponent fired, so it must have been a gouge. Um, he's 4-0 as a pro boxer, 1-1 as a pro kickboxer. He's got 5 inches height, 3 inches of reach on Rodriguez. Striking stats are in his favor uh, based on their UFC fights. Plus 142 is his striking differential, so he has outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.42 strikes per minute, which you wouldn't expect from this guy. Grappling stats in his favor as well, plus 500. Pete, dead game, Rodriguez. Four and one with four knockouts. He's been knocked out one time. 0-1 in the UFC, got TKO'd. He's 11 years younger than Jackson. He's been, he was outstruck in his one UFC fight by 6.03 strikes per minute. <laughs> Hensel, who did he fight again? I can't remember. Um, we're, we're talking about Pete Rodriguez yeah. fought Jack Della Maddalena. Right, right, right. Okay, no shame in that game. Minus 700 is the number on Rodriguez, Rodriguez. So um, who are you picking in this one, Dan? I'm taking, obviously, I'm taking Pete Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, and, and like, man, dude, that line doesn't look great. And you're probably saying to yourself, I'm taking a four-in-one guy who just got blasted in his first fight. Why do I want to play negative 700? First of all, you don't want to play negative 700. That's, no. your, your instinct is right on that one. But I would also say for everybody out there being like, both of these guys are bad uh, and, and not UFC caliber, 
I think you're right about that, but there are degrees to not being UFC caliber. Uh, Pete Rodriguez is not UFC caliber. Neither are me and Jeff. Uh, and I would say Mike Jackson might possibly be a little bit closer to me and Jeff than he is to Rodriguez. Like Rodriguez is fast, athletic, has big knockout power. Mike Jackson has like good technical boxing skills, but is like, you know, I, I mean, the dude's like what, 41, 42 years old now. He's a little bit slower. You know, he's, his only professional fights have come against, you know, guys with little to no professional experience ever. Um, you know, like, yes, the boxing is kind of there, but not the knockout power. And Pete Rodriguez throws absolute bombs. That dude is looking for heads the minute a fight starts. And I think he's going to get it here. So if you are looking for a way to play this fight, and I'm, you know, I'm sure if you're a true D-Gen, you are, um, you know, Rodriguez winning in round one is only negative. 165 i think that's probably the best look there um you could also look for him by knockout i'm seeing that right around negative 250 so like you know if you're looking for something there's probably where you're at but that's uh that's probably all i got for you what can be said i agree with all that uh mike jackson is in ufc caliber not sure if p rodriguez is uh either but he's at least gonna get a, a win under his belt here unless he does some eye gouging or, or groin gouging or, or something along those lines. I don't think we've ever had a groin gouge, have we, in the UFC? No, no, no. I no. definitely, definitely not. <laughs> Maybe in actually the, the older ones were, uh, the early ones were, wasn't, uh, wasn't banned, perhaps. There probably was a lot of groin gouging. But anyhow, let's move on. Uh, flyweights, Tatsuro Tyra versus CJ Vergara. You may call him Carlos Vergara also. Call him whatever you want. He's 10-3-1, Vergara, with six knockouts. He's been submitted one time. 1-1 one one in the UFC. He won his last fight. 1-0 in the Contender Series. He's actually won six of his last seven fights, so he's on a nice little run here. He's been a pro fighter since 2012. He was a regional champ uh, as well. He's one and a half times more active landing strikes in the UFC than Tyra is, or it has been. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.36 strikes per minute, plus 185 the number on him. Tyra, 11 and 0, three knockouts, five submissions, one and 0 in the UFC. He was the Shuto champ before this. He's got an inch height, two inches of reach on Vergara, nine years younger than him. Striking stats in his favor. He's out, he outstruck his UFC opponent in his debut by 3.2 strikes per minute. Grappling stats also in his favor, but this we're talking small sample size. One fight for, for Tyra and three for Vergara. Um, minus 230 is the number for Tyra. Um, I will be going for Tyra to make it 12 and 0 here. Uh, um, just better fighter all around, an impressive finisher, um, and plus way younger uh, at flyweight, which I, which I think matters. So um, I see him going 12 and 0, and maybe we'll see if we have a legit flyweight uh, prospect on our hands here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you here as well. I like Tyra, I, and I'll say from my perspective, what I particularly like about him is his ground game. Like, I know we only saw limited amounts of it against Candelario in his debut, but, like, if you go back and watch those Shudo fights, he's really skilled on the ground. The thing I like the best is the transitions. You see he has, like, a lot of rear naked chokes or a lot of ground and pound finishes, and it's just because, like, he has a really good sense of how to slice through a guard and how to wind up in a really advantageous position, and he knows how to hold it once he's got it. So, you know, like, I think that's a big advantage he has over Vergara. Um, I'll also say Vergara, I, I picked him to lose on Contender Series, which I guess like in, in retrospect, shame on me. Uh, but I picked him to lose because he comes out hard and I, I worry a little bit about his gas tank. I don't worry about that with Tyra. So I think Tyra here is going to have a pretty easy time 
especially as the fight goes on, I think you might find a finish there. All right, let's go. How maybe this is something we talk about on Sunday, but uh, how how good do you think Kyra is? Or will we know uh, more after this? I, I think we'll know more after this. Like, a win over Candelario is nice, but remember that Carlos Candelario is the one who uh, notoriously got a fight off Contender Series losing. Yeah. Um, and, and he's a Northeast guy. I've seen him a few times around the Northeast scene. But, like, uh, yeah, I, I need to see Tyra against, you know, to be honest, Vergara is the right kind of guy he should be fighting next, especially yep. being as young as he is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm about that. Yep. Yeah, he, he is still a very young prospect. So uh, we'll see if he can take the uh, next step up the ladder here. All right, women's strawweight, we'll move on to Sam Hughes versus Piera Rodriguez. We got Sam Page, one of the best nicknames around, Sam Page Hughes. Uh, she's 7-4, two knockouts, three submissions, but knocked out once, submitted once. Two and three in the UFC. However, she's won two straight fights, last one via TKO, ground and pound. Um, used to fight at... Actually, up two weight classes at uh, bantamweight and at flyweight, so up both weight classes above strawweight. Two inches of height on Rodriguez, one inch reach, more active landing strikes. She's been outstruck in the UFC by almost a full strike per minute, minus 0.96 strikes per minute, plus 150 number on her. Rodriguez, La Fiera, which means? Uh, the Force. The Beast. Ah. I got Close, I'm right? Not, yeah, I was, I was just taking a stab. All right. Uh, she's 8-0 with five knockouts, 1-0 in the UFC, 1-0 contender series. Was the LFA champ before this? Outs, has outstruck her UFC and contender series opponents by 0.87 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in her favor as well. Minus 160. She is the favorite here. Uh, yeah, so this is my turn. Uh, and I am taking Sam Hughes. Uh, I love the dog money here. I love the dog money for a bunch of reasons. Uh, the biggest one for me being Sam Hughes at Fortis MMA is a completely different fighter than the first three fights Sam Hughes we saw. Um, you know, we, we saw her lose her first three fights. We had largely said, get her out of the UFC. She doesn't belong there. Um, in retrospect, one was an eye injury to Tisha Torres, you know, say what you will about that. One was to Loma Lupume, which was maybe the one I wrote her off the most after because Hughes is supposed to be like this super physical person. Lupume yeah. is a one Oh five. Um, and then Luana Pinheiro, who, who has mostly looked really good in the UFC, who, you know, no shame in losing to her. She's beaten Randa Marcos too. Um, but like, with all that being said, you're like, you know, what kind of fighter is she? She's bounced back with two incredible wins, a majority win over Estela Nunez. And then she beat the tar out of Elise Reed. And for me, she's shown that like, once she was able to like engage her aggressiveness and engage, like what she needs to be doing, uh, she's an amazing fighter. She just needed the head game space of a safe side trained fighter. So yeah, I'm all about that. And also, you know, I'll just say, Pierre Rodriguez's wins have aged kind of badly. You know, yeah. I I saw her beat Kay Hansen and I was like, oh, she beat Kay Hansen. In retrospect, what does that mean? Um, Kay Hansen kind of just never lived up to the hype. Probably needs somebody like Save Saad uh, to turn her career around. She beat Tina Black on Contender Series, who we, of course, know. Yep. You know, not all that great either. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I think Pierre Rodriguez is good. I think the idea of her having a bunch of grounded pound victories and her having some victories where she takes her opponents down i mean it's nice and thought but like is she going to be able to do that to somebody like sam hughes no i'm saying she's not this is the one that i've uh, changed my thoughts on not just because of your opinion obviously your opinion counts though but um one of our one of our twitter friends who likes to send us uh his picks was also picking her um 
so, so gave me pause to actually look over everything again. And um, I, I discovered a lot of a lot of things you were saying. Um, yeah, Hughes has totally changed since moving to Fortis. Um, she actually implements her wrestling now. Like she's got, I think, four takedowns last fight and three the fight before that, perhaps. It was the last two fights she's been at Fortis, both wins. Yeah, both the wins. I, she's been at Fortis, at least if I'm remembering right. And you're right. You know, if you look at her first three fights, zero takedowns, been yeah. taken down seven times. Yeah. In her last three fights, six takedowns, okay. been taken down zero times. And, yeah. and some of that is a change of, of opponents, but some of it's a, a change of willpower, too. It's true. Plus, as you said, the resume, that, that's one of the things when I have trouble picking a fight. Um, one of the last tiebreakers is I, I go to topology and I dive into the, the resumes of people. Um, I check the win-loss records of their opponents. I check how those opponents have done since then or at, and it, did they have padded records to begin with that type of thing and yeah rodriguez's record is not but she hasn't fought too many legit people and the people that we thought at the time were legit as you said uh re hansen comma k um haven't really panned out to be that way so i'm in on hughes too this is my long way of saying i'm in on a underdog here as well plus 145 i think this is a very uh very good pick and a very advantageous line for us and for our listeners who follow our every word so that that is, you know, we, we teased at the beginning four dog plays for each of us. Yep. We are That's now fun. one. We are, are now one for one. Yep. Is there more coming this episode? You have to wait and see or listen. I guess you're not seeing us after I tell you about Fubo TV. That's something you can actually see. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable watching all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based dvr plus there's no contract no commitment and you can cancel at any time right now you can try fubo tv free for seven days and get 15 percent off your first month just go to fubo tv.com slash sgp that's f-u-b-o tv.com slash sgp all our sponsors are giving away free things. So nice. Uh, odds Trader, finally. Let me tell you about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Okay, what are we moving on to? <clears throat> There's the cough again. Um, featherweight. Drew Anderson Brito, or Brito, who did not have a fight when we last spoke. He has a fight now. Versus Lucas Alexander. Um, tell you about Lucas the Lion Alexander, who will be stepping in here. UFC debut on short notice. He's 7-2 with three knockouts. He's been submitted twice. He's won five straight fights. He used to fight up at, actually down at Bantamweight. This one is at Featherweight. He's got two inches to hide on Britu. I do not have reach info for Alexander. Plus 300 number on him. Britu, Tubero is the nickname, which means... It's a type of shark. Yes, correct. He's 13-3 and one. Six knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. He's one and one in the UFC. He won his last fight via TKO uh, against Andre Feely. Very quickly, 41 seconds or something like that. He's one and one in the Contender Series. He's on in the midst of the 11 and one run right now he's won 11 of the last 12 fights multiple regional championships on his mantle he used to fight at lightweight we got a former lightweight versus a former bantamweight minus 400 um i will be taking breach two short notice debuts do not go well unless the fighters really really high caliber and have a very good 
favorable matchup. Um, Dan hinted a few episodes ago. It, it depends. He, he wouldn't take Bree two for sure, depending on on who they uh, stuck in as his opponent. Like maybe it's a a CFFC or a CES champ that's going to step in someone like that on that level. I don't think Alexander's at that level, at least from, uh, uh from his resume. So Bree two is my pick. Yeah. I'm going to take Bree two too. I, I will say uh, I'd be more interested in seeing what his props look like, uh, which obviously they're not out yet because this is a late notice fight. Um, and Alexander is, is probably UFC level based on what I've seen of him. Like he fought for Anthony Pettis's company recently and he fought an Island fight. So I've seen a few of his fights. I think he's probably UFC level, but again, like I said, he's not that, you know, if I was going to pick against Bree two, because he's, you know, flaky as hell, uh, I, I was going to need somebody who came in and sort of blew me away with his abilities, you know, right away. And I, you know, like a Blake builder is pretty much what I said. And, and Lucas Alexander is just kind of not that. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Brie two here as my official pick, but uh, negative 400 for a guy who sometimes forgets he knows how to fight is a little yeah. steep for me. Yeah. Hopefully he shows up like he did in the Andre Feely fight. So, all right, let's move on to middleweights, Nick Maximov versus Jacob Malkoon. Malkoon, we will talk about first. Mamba, six and two with two knockouts. He's been knocked out once. Two and two in the UFC. He's got a loss, win-win, loss. I don't know if that's a pattern, but that's that's the way he's gone. He did lose his last fight. He was an ADCC champion, a regional champion uh, in grappling. Uh, his striking stats are uh, in his favor over Maximov, and he's almost two times more active landing strikes, 1.7 to be exact. He has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.33 strikes per minute. He's at even money, plus 100. Maximov, 8-1, two knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted one time. That was his last fight, which we made big money on because we picked Andre Petrosky as a big underdog in that fight. Um, two and one in the UFC. As I said, he did lose his last fight via submission. He was 1-0 in the contender series. He used to fight at heavyweight. He used to fight at light heavyweight. Three inches of height, three inches of reach on Malkoon. Two years younger. He out, He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.11 strikes per minute, minus 130. I'm uh I'm I'm gonna go with my second dog here. I like Jacob Malkin quite a bit. Um, and I would also say this. So for me, what sort of gives me extra confidence in him here is that Maximov, we've now seen, has a little bit of trouble with people who can cancel out his wrestling or counter it with good submissions, as we saw with the Petrovsky fight. Um, Malkin, like I said, uh, like or like you said rather, he won. Uh, the Oceanic uh, Abu Dhabi Championship Trials. He was supposed to fight in Abu Dhabi. He backed out so that he could take an MMA fight. Instead, he would have, uh, it turns out, have been paired with Gordon Ryan in the first round, which anybody who knows anything about grappling knows it most likely would not have gone well for Jacob Malkin. But that being said, he's a high-level grappler. And I think if this one, some reason, stalls out in the wrestling department, I actually think Malkin is a little bit better of a striker slash a little bit better like up against the cage. So yeah, I- I'm going to take Malkin here. Guess what? So am I. Boom, 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 two boom. in a, a row. Lot, a lot of the same points too. Um, I'm off the Maximov train. Well, I guess it wasn't on it because I picked against him last fight, but uh, Malkin is a good grappler. We saw what a wrestler in Andre Petros- Petrosky could do to a so-called grappler like, like Maximov last fight. Um, yeah, and I think Malkin is, is a better striker. So he is my pick as well. There nice. we go. Another dog. Two in, two in a row. Yes, sir. We've all we've agreed on all their picks. I I think 
yeah, I don't see us different on the next two either. I think this is going to be a team ride, as they say on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Okay, uh, Bantamweights. The last two fights will be Bantamweights. Rafael Asuncao, yes, he still fights, versus Victor Henry, which is the name of two different trains on um, Thomas, the train engine. Do you know that, Dan? Do your kids watch that show? They do. They do, do or don't? No, there's a Victor and there's a Henry. They do not. All right, there's not a maybe there's a half AL. Who knows? There's lots of trains. I don't think there's a, there's an Asuncao though. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, let's tell you about Asuncao. 27 and eight, four knockouts, ten submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted twice. 11 and six in the UFC. He's lost four straight fights. Before that, he won four straight fights. Uh, he's last two fights he's been knocked out in. He's not won a fight since. You want to guess? Do you know this or you want to guess? 2018. Yes, July 2018. Nice. Of course. Uh, used to fight at lightweight. Used to fight at, at Bantam. Uh, sorry, featherweight. Three and two in the WEC. WEC will never die. He's one of the remaining WEC guys. Um, we'll see for how long though. Um, what else do I have on him for you? He's been professional MMA fighter since 2004. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.86 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in his favor over Henry plus 275. Henry La Mangosta. We've talked about that nickname before, I believe. The Mongoose. Yes, the Mongoose. 22 and 5, six knockouts, eight submissions, never been finished in a fight. One known in the UFC. He's won two straight uh, and 10 of 11. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes, he also uh, does some grappling, pro grappling. 2010 was his pro MMA debut. Two inches height, two inches of reach on a Sunsau. Five years younger, so he's not the youngest guy either, but he's not 40 years old like a Sunsau. He is almost four times more active landing strikes than a Sun Tzu. 3.8 times more active landing strikes in the UFC than Sun Tzu. He has outstruck his UFC opponents by 3.14 strikes per minute, but that's based off of one fight. Uh, minus 350, the number on Henry. Uh, obviously, I will be taking Henry. It's as much of a, uh, a fade on a Sun Tzu as anything else, but he's younger, bigger, better striker, easy pick. Well, and you mentioned that that's, that's just one fight for, yeah. for Victor Henry. That's one fight against Rayoni Barcelos, right? Who just Haoni, looked. you mean? Yeah, Haoni, sorry. Uh, Haoni Barhelos. Um, <laughs> he, he uh, it, who just looked amazing against Trevin Jones, right? He looked like a damn world beater in that fight. And he got battered by Victor Henry. And it's for a couple of reasons. Victor Henry comes at you, dude. Like, he, he has got so much aggression, so much of like he's a really fun striker to watch but not only is he a fun striker to watch he's got really good jujitsu um he, he's got really good triangles he's got really good arm bars um you know he, he's got really good positioning he beat albert morales before he came to the ufc that's another ufc guy he beat kyler phillips before he came to the ufc like he is just a very high level dude um you know he's got the the josh barnett grappling background with him uh, i think that helps him here and, and to be honest like what's what's left of a sun chin at this point is clearly going to get touched yeah you, you can't take a 40 year old who's who's getting knocked out nonstop. it's just not the way um it works there's no comebacks from things like that so all right our main event of the prelims is a bantamweight fight as well brandon davis versus leo mana martinez but you can call him mana martinez um Killer B, Davis, we'll tell you about first. 14 and 9, four knockouts, four submissions. Been knocked out once, submitted twice. Two and six in the UFC over two stints. He has won four of his last five. However, he did lose his last fight. His re-debut, his re-entry into the UFC. Was a regional champ. Used to fight at featherweight, used to fight at lightweight. 
he was one in the contender series. He's got two inches of reach on Martinez. He's more active striker landing strikes. He's he has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.17 strikes per minute, plus 132 the number on him. Manaboy Martinez, nine and three with eight knockouts. He's been submitted once. One and one in the UFC. He did lose his last fight. 0 and one on the contender series. He also is a regional champ. Six years younger than Davis. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.25 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 160. Is it my is turn? It me? Um, I, can't, I can't remember. Yeah, it's your turn, I think. Okay. I, I'm going to take Mono Martinez here. Um, I, I will say this is my most confident pick. Um, I, I really think Mono Martinez has got the hands to knock just about anybody out. Um you know, we, we, we talked about Jose Johnson recently, who is one of the guys who wound up back on Contender Series. And not only did he wind up back on Contender Series, he wound up looking amazing. His last loss is getting knocked absolutely silly by Mana Martinez in like 30 seconds, which is crazy when you think about it. Because the reach advantage that, that Jose Johnson was sporting in that fight is incredible. But Mana is just so quick. He gets in and out. He He's one of those guys... Is James Krause trained, so we automatically give him a little extra there. And for me, Brandon Davis is a good scrapper, and he's all right. Like, he's a pretty damn good grappler, I would say. But really, that that knockout to Bakgarel Dana really sort of gives me some alarms there, right? Like, is how good is his chin at that point in time? Um, is he going to be able to get anything done if he can't grapple Mana Martinez? I just kind of think no. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Mono Martinez here. I think he avoids the ground enough and just lights up Brandon Davis on the feet. It's a team ride. The whole episode is the team ride. I'm thinking Mono Martinez as as well, for obviously for the reasons Dan says. Younger fighter. I um, think he's probably better everywhere, striking and grappling. And he's got the finishing knockout knockout power. So, as I wrote, what's, what's not to like about that? So, I will take him at minus 160. And we are... A team ride, like I said, all our picks uh, match up. So in conclusion, we both, all of us, all, all two of us have Martinez, Henry, Malkin, Britu, Hughes, Tyra, and I was almost said Jackson. No, not Jackson, Rodriguez. So there you go. Boom. In and out of your ears, quick and fast with the with the picks for you there. So uh, make sure you go bet lots of money on all those picks. And then tomorrow we'll be back in your ears with... Uh, five fight main card on the F- on ESPN Plus. As I'm having trouble saying words, it's a good time to say goodbye. In in the meantime, listen to Dan's Top Turtle podcast. As I said, it's a good show. Read our stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, subscribe to my money, mma.substack.com. Uh, enter my pick'em contest, subscribe, enjoy the articles I have on there. Um, the Discord, definitely get in there. It's popping. At Twitter, SGPN MMA is our main account that Dan runs, and I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. He's Gumby Freeland. Boom. That's how you, that's how you do it, Dan. It's a professional sign off. Now I'm gonna see if you can continue the professional goodbye and take us home. <laughs> All right, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's Sam Page, Jeff Fox, and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>